Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hi! Hi! Hey, Gwen! We're, we're here. We're making the podcast again. It's another week. Hi, we're making the podcast again. It's another week. This one doesn't have a fancy number. This is just 21, and that's like a that's a pretty solid number, honestly. But, um... Hey, now we can be... Now, now, now we can be Bajagama Bunta. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. The podcast is officially going to join the Toad Yakuza. <laughs> uh, how, how has it been this past week? What have you been up to? Um, I've I, I've been all right. Um, I don't know that I've really been up to up to, up to much that's like podcast talkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should start like we 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 have just hit that part of the season. Where we're just kind of in the middle of all the anime that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to get better at watching stuff that isn't seasonally airing stuff, so we'll have more to talk about. Yeah. But then, like, uh, you know, that's it's hard to do. Um, I, I just also haven't been watching much anime, like, this past week. I watched three episodes of Naruto, and that's basically it. Like, you know, I wasn't even watching anything for, like, my... Uh, I, I wasn't even watching anything for our other show, right? So it was just... Uh, yeah. It was just three episodes of Naruto, basically. We 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 watched a little bit of like stuff together with Gray. That's true. That's true. I think we watched like an episode of Spy Family. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say about that. Yeah, you know what that no, show is. like yeah, it's still it's still it's still pretty good. It's still Spy Family. I, I, there's no show airing that I have to like tell people what it is less. That's for me. Yeah, but like I said, I haven't been doing a ton this past week. Um, I did read a little bit of Berserk. I was I was spurred on by the announcement of like publication resuming on that um mm-hmm. it, it hit me in a weird place because like i am a person who like when i saw that i was like oh shit i should get caught up before that not necessarily because i want to immediately go and like read the continuation i feel like when i get caught up i'll probably want to just sit on it a little bit right but i want to like hit the end of the stuff that kentaro mira did before there is like an ongoing discussion of the stuff that comes after like i, I want to be like engaging with berserk on my own terms as much as i can and like maybe i've already kind of lost in that front because i'm thinking about like reading like 120 chapters of berserk a week just to like hit that goal and that's like i mean that's going to be a a fundamental change how i've been approaching reading the comics so i I really don't know but uh you know i'm I'm just in my head about that sort of thing all the time but like hey berserk is still like a pretty good comic to read yeah yeah um i read uh I, I, I'm at a point in the comic where the, the arcs have, like, very clear, like, defining things, like, in the volume. So it's like, hey, this is the Conviction Arc Lost Children chapter that I read, which is just some, like, some really masterfully unpleasant comics in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure that I recognize stuff by name. It's been a long time since I've read, like, that part of Berserk. That is where... Guts goes to the, that one village that is, like, under attack by, like, the fake elves. Right! Yeah, yeah, which is, like, you know, g- getting back into the swing of, like, okay, Guts is, like, he, the lone, miserable, wandering swordsman. How is he doing? He's doing fucking bad. We're gonna have this, like, where he's just doing really, really fucking bad, right? Like, he stumbles into this horrible situation that he can, like, basically only engage with this, like, really, like, an unpleasant violence that kind of, uh... You know, it doesn't really feel like it's fixing anything in any real way. It's just sort of, uh, it's a lot, right? And, like, you've got, throughout that arc, the whole time there's, like, a there's like a new character who is, like, just sort of, like, watching Guts go through this and is just sort of, like, horrified by what he's doing, but also, like, kind of hoping that there is, like, some vision of, like, a different way to exist in the way that Guts is going through life because she's looking at her life and she's, like, terrified of the, of the prospect of, like, just growing up and, like, being a bad adult like all of the people in their lives and it is it is just grim in a way that like i don't think is bad like i found it very compelling i was like you know but it is it's a lot yeah it's 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 a lot that part of the comic is a lot i just kind of kind of had to sit down after that for a while i kind of had to like uh not read berserk for a little bit after that which maybe was going to throw like a monkey wrench in my plans to just tear through like the remaining 250 chapters of it that i have before like the new stuff starts coming out because like 
it's kind of a daunting comic to read sometimes, both in the sense that, like, hey, it's really emotionally intense, and also, like, we talked about how th- there's an extent extent to which, like, seeing the sort of, like, incredible draftsmanship in that comic is, like, it's just kind of daunting and scary in its own right. Yeah. It, it's, like, a tremendous, like, outpouring of effort, like, onto the page in a way that just, uh, for me at least, makes it a, a real undertaking to read, and not in the way that's, like, negative. It is just, like... I feel like I'm contending with the thing when I read when I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's my Berserk update uh, for the part of this podcast that's like a Berserk podcast for however long that continues. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into our episodes? No, you know what? I don't think so. Okay, well, let's talk about some fucking Naruto. Let's talk about some fucking Naruto. Episode 63. Hit it or quit it. The final rounds get complicated. Naruto's still standing. Neji's on the ground. Nobody expected this. The crowd erupts into cheering and applause. Everyone's super impressed and or bummed they haven't grown as much as Naruto has. Hinata's dad visits Neji in the med bay to talk about what happened to Neji's dad. Turns out he didn't want to kill his twin brother, but Hisashi wanted to die. Because it meant choosing his own destiny and protecting the village and his brother's family. Neji resolves to grow stronger so that he never loses again. Alright, yeah, so we're picking up really naturally from the end of the previous episode here. Um, you know, uh, we had like a little bit of like, people going, hey, this Naruto kid is pretty good in the audience, and now like the whole audience is just going wild for him. Um, you love to again, see it. You, you love to see it. Like, we're, we're happy for him. Like, none of them are really worried about the fact that he's using the Fox Tracker at all. I guess they're just like really happy that it's like, hey, you know... Maybe this kid's like a good weapon for the village. We're super amped about that. It's it's just great for us. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the... Like, you know, like that almost... It, it, it is always great when everybody's cheering for Naruto, right? Like, it, it's still working for me. I'm still, like, happy to see the, the people be, like... Just, just enthused about his victories. Um, I also think it's very fun that Shikamaru is watching this and he's like, "Shit, I thought this kid was kind of a loser. Like, I, I just sort of got, got a little bit closer to him, but now I realize he's like a, maybe a big deal. That's like, just, it's just annoying to me. I don't want to deal with that." Yeah, like, I, I was this kid's friend because I thought we were both gonna flunk out together, but now he's like doing well. Fuck. <laughs> It's great. It's 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 really, it's like a fun angle for him. I think that um, uh, throughout these episodes, Shikamaru gets some pretty good stuff. Uh huh. And this is the start of it. Um, down on the arena floor, Neji is lying on the ground, and Genma like just sort of like gets into the moment, and he's got like a thing to say to Neji. He's like, you know, you got your whole bird metaphor, but you know, or, you know, you've got your whole bird metaphor about being a bird trapped in a cage, but even the trapped birds want to fly free. And if I was Neji, I would be, like, so pissed off about this. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> You're not Gecko. You're just here because they forgot Gecko died. Come on. Like, you, you, you don't get to say shit to me. You just stand there and watch that. Fuck off. <laughs> God, so... I, 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 learned, I learned some things about Genma. Alright, what did you learn about Genma? Um, I, I learned who his fucking squad was. Who is the squad? It was Guy and Ebisu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Just a really arbitrary collection of guys. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they, they, uh, their, their, their fucking, their fucking teacher, their, their fucking Jonies was Choni, was fucking Choji's dad. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Just a bunch of fucking... Just whoever. <laughs> Just a bunch of fucking whoever, right? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no no wonder fucking guy is so fucking hungry for like a, for like a Kakashi rival sh- ri- rivalry, right? Like, fucking... He wasn't getting that with fucking Genma or Ebisu. <laughs> right? <laughs> you gotta go outside of your team sometimes. From there, we get into, like, the scene that I think is going to be the meat of, like, our discussion of, like, this half of the episode. And, like, probably most of our discussion of this episode as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, uh, Neji is, like, you know, he's lying in, like, the 
You know, like, like he's lying in a bed being tended to by some doctors. He actually shows up and just shoots the doctors away, which, like, if I was Neji, I'd be very worried about that. But, like, it's okay. It's fine. Um, Hiyashi is just here to, like, try and uh, patch some things up, sort of smooth some things over. And, um... I guess textually he sort of succeeds. Right. I've got some hang-ups about all of this. Yeah. Right, like, he, he comes up... Well, like, he, he comes to talk to Neji about, like, what happened... Like, what really happened with, uh, you know, Neji's dad and him when Neji's dad died. And, like... And, uh, you know, Neji is, like pretty hesitant to hear about this first and so he uh he pulls out a scroll that he's actually wrote to hand to neji um this is like a small change from the manga where like th- there wasn't like any like physical evidence and like neji was just sort of like won over by Hiyashi's earnestness i guess but like make- making this change does sort of like add to the texture of the scene in a weird way where it very much feels like Hiyashi is like passing along neji's dad's suicide note to him right like that's, that's just kind of the vibe it takes on to me a little bit, yeah. Right? Because, <laughs> you know, he, he actually gets into, like, the... What happened now? He was ready to die, but, um... You know, he, he's actually was, like, more ready to die in a way. Like, he, he was, like, ready to, like, you know, put himself on the line like that. And, like, kind of more pressingly, in a way, it seems. Like, everybody else in the Hugo clan, like, all of the elders were like, Hey, no, Hiyashi, don't do this. We're gonna have your brother die. They're not gonna get the Byakugan. This is the better thing to do. Right? There is, um... There is an extent to which it tries to kind of play it like, oh, you know, Hizashi is really making this decision for himself, and he's like, he he is making this choice. But, like, the thing is, it kind of seems like what everybody in the Hugo clan but Hiyashi wants. So it doesn't really feel like any concerted rebellion against the clan as a whole. No. Yeah. And (laughs) his whole thing about, like, yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to be able to make one decision in my life and, like, have the, the freedom to make any choice, and then he chooses to die. It's like, it, it is not a thing that really inspires confidence or, like, rounds out his, like, uh, attempt to make this, like, a, a dedication to, like, you know, caring about his brother or whatever. Like, it, it really just seems like he kind of wants to die, and, like, he's choosing to die for that reason, right? <laughs> the the, the seat. The texture of the scene takes on to me is very much like, Hiyashi is like, hey, Neji, it's okay. Like, I want you to understand, we didn't kill your dad. We just made him want to stop being alive anymore. Like, we just made the prospect of being alive, like, so unappealing for him that this is just where he, uh, where he wound up. It's very different. Oh my god. I'm like, I get that Hiyashi doesn't want that. Like, I, I believe that he, would, he wasn't really, like, gunning for this. I believe he's not, like, making shit up. But I also believe he's just kind of a fucking coward for, like, continuing out his life in the same way that he has since then. Like, it doesn't really paint a better picture of him. It just, like, makes him a little sadder. Alright. I'm putting on my rewrite Naruto hat on. Okay. It's been a while since we had the hat. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since we had the hat. Um, This isn't, like, serious. But um, mm-hmm. this is this is the most like fucking me- melodramatic turn I think could like possibly happen, right? Uh huh. Um. So he shows up, and he's just like, you know, I, I was ready to give my life or whatever. Uh, but 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 my brother was like more eager or whatever, right? And then he wipes the makeup off of his forehead. To reveal that he was Neji's dad all along, impersonating Hanada's dad. Oh my god. <laughs> and, they have, uh, and they have this awful, tearful reunion. And he was just being like a terrible dad to Hinata the whole time. It was like a fucking act of vengeance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, Neji, actually, the reason you know all these techniques is I was showing up to you. I was whispering to you into your ear as you slept the secrets of these techniques so that you would subconsciously master them. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's fine if Neji can just do them. Okay. All right. We're not. We're not like using this hypothetical Joker to completely deflate all of the all of the drama here. Just most of it. <laughs> just most of it. Uh, 
Anyway, I think Naruto would be a better show if they did more soap opera bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It would certainly be a different show. You thought your father died, but it was actually the other twin. My Uh, boy. Well, I've been of the big twins. There is like a there's like a bit in the flashback where there, where uh, Hiyashi's like, "There's no way they'll be satisfied with uh with Hisashi's body because like his Byakugan will deactivate, and they they definitely want the Byakugan." And like one of the Hugalers is like, "Yeah, well, if they wanted the Byakugan, they should have fucking asked for the Byakugan and not like a guy who has a twin." Fucking <laughs> rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah, fucking dipshits. Uh, yeah, and apparently it fucking worked because we never hear about that conflict ever again. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, ah, rats, we've been foiled, we've got to, like, back to the drawing board, we'll try and, like, steal the Byakugan with a different ridiculous scheme next week. Yeah. Like, the Yuka the family is just dealing with this shit every week in, like, a completely different cartoon. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of twins. I, I was suspecting that most of the episodes were not about sacrificing your twin, but, like... <laughs> well, you know. Like, this is one of those things that's always, like, kind of sat weirdly for me about Naruto, right? Like, when I first watched Naruto when I was young, uh-huh. I completely didn't parse this as, like, a resolution to the conflict, because it just seems like new bad information being unveiled. And so the whole time I was thinking, like, I, I wonder if they're ever going to, like, you know, resolve the conflict between the main and branch families as represented by, like, Neji and, like, Hiyashi, right? Because I didn't, as a child, realize that this was supposed to be doing that to an extent. And I don't think there's, like, more gestures to that that we get, unless I'm forgetting something. And this just completely doesn't work for me as a resolution to that whole thing. Yeah, no, because it's literally just this one dude being like, I didn't want my brother to die. Yeah, and he kept doing all of the shit after that. Like, he didn't... (laughs) Yeah, you didn't change anything. You didn't fucking change anything. Exactly. But you know, Neji, in spite of everything, manages to come to like a a, a slightly positive conclusion of just kind of being like, yeah, I, I won't lose to anybody ever again. He just makes like a shonen character declaration to you know the world, and I have no idea what that fucking means in this context. What it has anything to do with his family or whatever? Like it is no, no, it it's not really. Uh... Well, like, like I, it doesn't feel the most connected now that you bring it up, I've got to say. Uh-huh. But, like, it is, like, a bow you could put on a character to be like, see, he's better now. He's going to, like, keep fighting. He's going to keep trying. And, like, you know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm glad that he wasn't, like, thrown into despair by this on some level. I'm just not really sold, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, right? Like, no. It, it would have been so easy if he just, like, decided to try and make his own way in life, right? Yeah. To, to, to like, actually, like, te- test the bounds of the curse and, like, try and live his life making his own fucking decisions to an extent and finding a way that he can be happy with that. Yeah, right? and, like, if he actually made, like, any gesture towards, like, hey, I know I can't take the curse away, but, like, I want you to, like, try and live your own life, and I'll, like, stop trying to, like, interfere with that. Like, I know you're good at what you're doing. Like, if there was anything other than just, like, hey, I'm really sorry, please understand that I'm very sorry. Um, was there, like, no real action beyond that? I don't know. I just... <laughs> it, it It's just not very good. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I, I would be... I would love to be pleasantly surprised by there being, like, more with this later that I've forgotten about, but, like, I really don't think there is. Um, you know. We'll we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Uh, you ready to move on to the next part? I am, yeah. Okay. The next match is supposed to be Gara and Sasuke, but Sasuke still hasn't arrived. The Hokage decides to disqualify Sasuke and move on with the tournament. But the Kazekage encourages him to wait longer, since the Gara vs. Sasuke match is the one everyone was most excited to see. The Hokage decides to delay his match and continue with the next fight. It's supposed to be Shino vs. Kankuro, but Kankuro doesn't want to give up his secrets before the real fight starts and he withdraws. Tamari glides down into the ring, since her match would be next. Shikamaru is bummed he has to fight already. So, I think... One of my favorite things about this set of episodes, and like this section of this episode, is that um, 
you know, with the knowledge of uh, having read Naruto before, I know that the Kazakage here is Orochimaru impersonating the Kazakage. Yeah. And so it just kind of makes everything he says here seem like he's just having a fucking blast. Like, he's just fucking toying with <laughs> the Thurnokage. He's like, yeah, this guy doesn't know shit. He's like, he's all worried about what Orochimaru is. He doesn't know these 10 feet to his left. I'm just gonna fucking, like, say all this shit. He's like, oh, I bet you wish you knew where Sasuke is. Oh, hey, we, we, we really gotta have this match happen. Everybody's gonna be so sad if the match doesn't happen between Sasuke and Gara. It's it's amazing. He's just being a shithead. It's beautiful. It's so good. I love that guy. I love Orochimaru so much. Yeah, like like in in this sort of like period of limbo, while we're like wait, like everybody's like waiting to see if Sasuke's gonna show up and like waiting to see if the like if the next fight's gonna be called called off. The show is like still doing this like very strange bit where it kind of plays coy about whether or not Gara killed Sasuke, as if we have any reason to believe that would happen. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if Sasuke was just a corpse that never showed up? It would be very funny. Like it would be, it would be like like a very funny like disregard for like everything that like I expect about like how this sort of show works. But like also it wouldn't happen because like Naruto is just extremely the thing that it is. And yeah. You don't just kill Sasuke off off screen. So yeah, you give him a worse haircut off screen, but we can't talk about that yet. We can't yet. talk about that yet. Um Man, so is ready to, like, cancel the match, and then Orochimaru is just like, hey, no, you really shouldn't do it. Everybody's gonna think you fucking suck shit if you don't. Um, which, like, is probably true, right? Yeah. Like, if you've got one Uchiha, and he's just he's just not showing up, it's gonna be a bad look for you. <laughs> Everybody's gonna leave it like, damn, like, I guess the Leaf has really lost it. It's fucking over for those guys. Yeah, I don't like, know. Maybe, I'm like, even, even without Sasuke, the Leaf has a pretty nice showing so far. Yeah, but like nobody, nobody really cares about that. They want to see fucking Sasuke. I know. I want to. I want to see Sasuke too. It's been a minute. I miss him. Yeah, it's it's been like I'm trying to think. Like it's been like twenty some episodes since Sasuke was like last on screen and conscious and actively doing things. I feel like it's been a grip. Yeah, it would have been, like, basically since his fight with, what's his face? Yoroi? The, 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 the Suckman. Yeah, the Suckman. I think it's Yoroi, but that might be the other guy? I, the other guy's Misumi, right? Yeah, I don't I fucking don't... remember. Who cares? Okay, who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, and that was forever ago. Come on. That was a while ago. And so we, we sort of get the, uh... From there, we sort of get the progression of like, yes, we're we're postponing the Sasuke versus Gara match um, because everybody wants to see it, and like because we get the sense that like Sasuke fighting Gara specifically is very important for the plan to go off, and also like Konkuro is um, like, yeah, I, I can't I can't do my match because uh, my puppet very specifically and its abilities are like very important for the plan to go off, which kind of is starting to give me the sense that maybe. Their plan relies on a few too many factors to be good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're coming up with a plan, and they came up with like a very complicated plan, and we're like very impressed with how complicated their plan was. Right, like they, they saw like the matchups for the finals, and they're like, "All right, fuck yeah, Sasuke and Gara. That's gonna be that's gonna be when we make our move." And like we can't fucking communicate with our guys with our guys, but went to make their move outside of that. So we just really fucking better be. Uh... <laughs> We just really fucking better make sure that match happens. No matter what, I really hope Gara doesn't go and kill Sasuke. And I'm also, like, trying to remember, like, what... What is Conqueror's puppet Crow capable of that is so essential to, like, this plan going down? And, like, maybe we never find out because, like, if I remember correctly, he just kind of gets chumped out by Shino later in the arc. Um, so maybe, like, that's why it goes wrong in the first place. You, I mean, I, I think objectively, Shino is a really bad matchup for Konkuro. Uh-huh. Right? Because, like, bu you, you just put fucking bugs in the puppet, and then, like, what are you going to do? I mean, we, well, like, get, getting ahead of ourselves, but we will learn that the answer is basically fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right, and, uh, and I think there's an extent to which Konkuro knows this. Uh-huh. But, like, he, he phrased it so specifically as, like, yeah, I, I can't reveal my the secret of my puppet's mechanism. It's like what? What is it gonna do? What is the? What is the big deal? I, I want to know. I want to know why uh, why Crow is so important, like able to like play this key role in like taking down the whole leaf village. I bet that little shithead's just being dramatic. 
he could just be being dramatic. He's he's kind of that guy. Yeah, like the the last thing I want to mention in this episode is I just really enjoy the sort of escalating comedy of like Shikamaru being like more and more annoyed about like how he's like booked in this tournament and about how he, his match keeps getting moved up. He's like constantly being jerked around by like how many about how many guys he's gonna have to fight and who he's going to be fighting. And then, like on top of it all, he's like made friends with a fucking shonen protagonist. He's realized too late, and he just gets like fucking pushed <laughs> into the arena. Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a really good like just escalation of the ways in which he's just very put up on by this whole situation. It's really funny. Do Do you think he's annoyed that his match has moved up because he knows that the later his match is, the more advantage he has? Oh, God, like maybe he knows that. Maybe he's just not even thinking about that until he's down there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like generally choosing to take Shikamaru like very at face value with what he presents. I don't, I don't think like in spite of being like the like of the big secret strategy guy, I don't think he is very. Uh, I, I don't think he's trying to play tricks on the audience who are like reading his thoughts. <laughs> that's 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 maybe fair. Uh, do you want to go ahead and move on to the next episode then? Yeah, sure. Episode sixty four. Zero Motivation, The Guy with Cloud Envy Shikamaru shows some early reluctance to participate in the fight. Tamari rushes in before the match officially starts, and he finally moves to avoid the blow. Shikamaru retreats into the shade, but Tamari knows better than to pursue him, and hits him with her windscythe jutsu. He sends out a shadow possession, but Tamari keeps her distance, marking his maximum range with a line in the dirt. Shikamaru strikes his focus pose. And Asuma starts gushing to Kurunai about how smart his kid is, saying he has an IQ of over 200. So I guess before like I talk about this episode proper, I, I want to like um, there's something I want to mention, which is that like one of the chapters that this episode adapts uh, also contains like a character popularity poll. Like I'm not going to read through all of the results, but there are a few like outlier things that I kind of want to remark on. Uh, the first is that Irika is at number three, one position above Sasuke, which is kind of amazing. Okay, awesome. Your fans are really out there. Um, Hell yeah. Next, uh, Gecko is at number eight. Uh, F's in the chat. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> F's in the chat. I, I don't know how he got there, but like, good for him. Um, Gamabunta is number nine. Congratulations to our fucking boy for making the top ten. We love that guy. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, like, liter- literally criminal. He's not in, like, number one spot, but like, hey, I get it. Uh, and then, like, in a very funny, like, cosmic joke, Shikamaru um, doesn't, like doesn't place that highly like in the chapter that starts the fight that makes him a popular character like just barely (laughs) (laughs) just barely missed the vote getting votes here wow that's pretty good that's pretty funny (laughs) it's pretty funny um but anyway so shikamaru has like fallen to the arena everybody immediately starts throwing garbage at him they fucking hate that he's here they hate seeing him he's not sasuke he doesn't have any cool tricks he has like one cool trick. He has one cool trick, but they, they you know, it's not like a, it's not like a trick the audience is going wild for, like in terms of like what his jutsu is. Mm-hmm. Like you see it and you're like, boo, do another one. <laughs> um, but like you know, Shikamaru's sort of like lying on the ground of the arena. He's like, I don't fucking want to do this. I was about to like drop out and not do this fight, but like I guess now that I'm here, I can't fucking lose to a girl. I hate women so fucking much. Literally, the dub, the, the dub for this is so fucking genius. What is the dub for this? Um, like the only appreciable difference is that he uses the word female, and I just think that's very. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, he would. <laughs> like you know, he doesn't have a good role model. Like we've seen his dad, but like, come on, man. You, you gotta respect women a little bit. You gotta respect women a little bit. Come on, You gotta now. try a little bit harder than this. Like, we all know you're gay. But but, no, you, can't, but, but you can't be one of those, like, weird misogynist gays. Come on. Uh, like, I'm, I'm sure he'll get over it eventually. Like, he'll bond with Tamari over their shared love of mesh clothing and they'll become each other's beards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like you know, in spite of the misogyny, I think Shikamaru is making like a bit of a better showing here. Like it leans into like the aspect of him that I always forget about, which is that like he's just kind of like a a nimble shithead. He's like he's showing off like a little bit. He, he's like making a bit out of it. Like when Tamari like ba- almost bashes him over the head with her fan, he's just like hanging off the wall from like a couple of kunai that he stabbed into it. Um, yeah. Which is like nobody would do that unless they were like 
try to be kind of an asshole about it. And he's just like, you know, like scurrying around throughout the spiders. Like uh, Tamari's like trying to like hit him with wind. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I wish he was better about girls, but like, it's it, it's fun. I, I I like seeing I like I like seeing him like figure stuff out and like do his little like tricks and stuff. It's like it's yeah. fun. It's neat. This is like a much better fight than the one with Keen, where it was just like, yeah, she can do exactly enough to like set up the trick and like has nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a like a fun detail about Chikamaru we learn here, where like he's he's like sitting like under one of the trees and just kind of hiding, and he's like thinking about how he only became a ninja because he thought it would be fun. <laughs> like, I always thought I'm kind of pegged for, like, a guy who just got into it because, like, yeah, like, our family does this, like, the, the Akamichi and the Nara and the um, Yamanaka. You know, we, we always have, like, three ninja every generation. You gotta go do it. But, like, I guess, I guess he just sort of, like, at some point convinced himself it would be fun when he was, like, way younger and, like, way more optimistic about life. Yeah, I mean, it's why, it's why I became a ninja. Yeah, I mean, fair. Hey, you're having fun, right? More, more or less. Okay. Hey, that's great to hear. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. How, how about you? You having fun? I'm having an all right time right now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the, 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 these little meetings are always like the highlight of my week. But like, you know, I guess the actual ninja stuff's not too bad either. And we, we, we cut to the stands where, like, you know, is getting, like, really pumped up about, uh, about, like, Shikamaru fighting. Like, she's, she's decided that, like, this is going to be the moment where Shikamaru turns his life around and stops being a fucking loser. Like, I guess she's sort of right, like, on a meta-narrative sense. But, like, <laughs> it, it is interesting to see, like, here on the advent of, like, cool Shikamaru, right? Like, mm-hmm. where he becomes, like, a cool guy and, like, necessarily just a jokes guy, like he is for a lot of this. Um... There is still sort of like the the comedy character's aura that sort of like surrounds Team Ten, right? Like just by being near this scene, like Sakura goes from like being like worried in like a you know genuine played for drama way to like worried about Sasuke in a way where like if somebody mentions Sasuke, she just gets like very despondent in this like exaggerated comedic way. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I I want to be a character who brings that energy to things. Yeah, I, I I want I want to be someone who just like makes all of the everything around me like more of more 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 like light more more of like a joke version of the thing that it is you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty good. I like Chicken Toss saying something gay. I'm sorry. I was I was I was too I was too afraid to say on the podcast. Well, not. I'm putting that admission on the podcast. God damn it. No, no. Uh, I was like, oh, Gwen, you always, you always bring like a real light to my life. You make me really happy. Fucking gay. Yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, you do with, do with that what you will. I don't know if you're leaving that in or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm leaving, I'm leaving that whole conversation in. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fucking, you get the worst of both of it. <laughs> this is gonna be so embarrassing. Now everybody knows I love you. <laughs> um, love you too. Yeah, I mean, we we don't really get into like Shikamaru's strategies in this half of the episode, but we do get like he goes into his strategizing pose, and uh, um, Asuma is like. He he is finally like engaged with the with the kids he teaching in a real way. He's like, yeah, Shikamaru is actually awesome, Kurenai. I don't know if you knew about this, but he's like, uh, he's he's got like a brain genius IQ. Um, I, I do think we get like a really funny picture of Shikamaru here as this kid who is constantly bothering his teacher to play shogu with him, and like knowing he can basically always be his teacher. Like he he's like always looking for like a kind of easy opponent. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I think like oh Shikamaru's IQ is so high it's just like you know what whatever it's like lame to know how high a character's IQ is but I do think it's pretty funny that like Asuma had to like trick him into taking a test. Mm-hmm. Fucking Shikamaru doesn't want to know how high his IQ is. Yeah, like that's just gonna make people expect shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about what I'd say about this half of the episode. All right, let's move on to the real shit. Tamari sends another wind scythe his way, and he ducks behind a tree. He sends another shadow possession and surprises her with an extended range, 
Tamari calls out that he was stalling for time, waiting for the shadows in the arena to get longer. Then, the parachute Shikamaru made out of his jacket floats overhead, further extending the range. Tamari jumps back to keep her distance. She ducks behind her fan, planning to create a diversion with a clone when she freezes, caught by the shadow possession. Shikamaru sent it into the tunnel Naruto dug and out the other side. Everyone's super impressed. Shikamaru gives up. He says he's basically out of chakra and doesn't want to bother finishing the match. Alright, so... Yeah, I, I think that, like, ha- having seen this, I, like, completely understand, like, yeah, this is the moment where, like, Shikamaru becomes, like, a character that people like, right? Like, his fight with Keen, as we discussed, was pretty fucking lame. But, like, I, I think the tricks here, and, like, the setup for the tricks, like, are really... I don't know, like, they, they work really well, right? Like, um, well, like, like, once you see what's going on, it's, like, pretty natural to, like, figure out how it's going on. And I think it's, like, a really smart uh, thing to, like, pull off, like, like, to build off of something that happened, like, in a previous fight in a way that, like didn't instantly read it as, like, set up for this, right? Um, yeah. From their perspective, like, okay, yeah, Shikamaru has, like, a strategy and he's doing it. I, like, I do really buy it. Um, I have... I, I guess I am, like, a little frustrated that, like, Tamari doesn't really get the opportunity to, like, put pressure on Shikamaru in a real way, right? Um, like, in spite of the fight, like, essentially being about, like, yeah, Shikamaru is, like, he, he seems like he's outmatched and he has to, like, d- use strategy to win. Like, she's really just kind of put on the back foot and she spends a lot of time, like, waiting around. And um, I do wish that this fight gave her, like, more room to, like, have her own, like, strategy she was deploying. Especially because, like, there's people in the audience going, like, oh, yeah, she seems like she's a good strategist, too. And, like, she gets a plan that she's, like, going to try and act on, but, like, it's only, like when it's too late for her to really uh yeah like again like it, it, it's like a better showing than keen obviously because she like immediately like figures out what's up with shikamaru's jutsu she has like a good sense of how to avoid it until like it does some like until like shikamaru just like some some like surprising shit right but um i don't know i i i wish she got to be like a more active participant in this fight to- totally you know what you know, you know, you know what? What one small trick would make Shikamaru like fucking unbeatable? What's that? Just like one Earth style jutsu that just like makes a bunch of pillars appear on the ground. Yeah, uh, but no, he's he's really committed to like knowing one one jutsu. So, uh, you know, what would be actually like I, I, I'm thinking about some shit. You know, what would actually be pretty good. Hmm. Like if they really leaned into the fact, that, like yeah, Tamari and Shikamaru are both like strategists and they were like you know that they actually like bothered to like write like a real relationship between them and made them like a terrifying battlefield couple where they where you just fucking fall into their like awful shitty tricks all of the time <laughs> yeah like you like you see you see who you're up against like ah shit this is gonna be like really fucking annoying like it's going to be hard and also i'm going to like be so pissed off when they win in some dumb bullshit way i wasn't expecting yeah and like like fucking tamari shit is so easy for setting up Stuff for Shikamaru shit because she could just like put a bunch of fucking kites in the sky or something. Yeah, right. Move she can, like move around her kites by controlling the wind, or she can just I don't know fucking fly around in her fan to create like a, a shadow plane thing. Or she could do, she could do all sorts of things, you know. Yeah. If if they bother to like develop her like tool set as like a character that like does things in fights and like you know played her all also as like a strategy genius character, that could be like a really fun thing. There's there's a lot of things I wish Naruto could do. Mm-hmm. No, um, actually what happens is that her character develops into Shikadai's mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tamari does, like, fucking fuck all. Like, as, as, as soon as we see that Shikamaru knows how to take cover behind a tree, Tamari is just like, well, I can't do anything else. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer, right? Like, like I, I really wish that her, like, alleged strategic acumen led to something behind, like, okay, well, I'm going to wait. What if she was just putting constant pressure with her wind scythe on that tree and was just like, it's going to come down eventually? Yeah. That would have been so cool because then it's Shikamaru like doing the jutsu from like behind cover that's like being chipped away at. Yeah, or like what if she like like made more aggressive moves but like did them while being not on the ground, which is something that we know she, she can do. Yeah. She can just fly. Yeah, like, I, I guess I don't know how, like, the Shadow Paralysis Jutsu, like, interacts with somebody who is flying. But, like... Yeah, Like, right. like maybe, it, maybe it doesn't actually help. Yeah, but, does, does it flying, have... But, like... 
does it have to touch you or does it have to touch your shadow? And and, and if she's like and if she's like got her fan beneath her, does like does touching the fan shadow count as touching her shadow, or is she just like protected? Well, her shadow would be on the fan. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that she's got shit she could have done. God damn it. God damn. Okay. Again, I still think Shikamaru's tricks are cool, but like, come on, I want, I want more for Tamari. Yeah. You you got Romy Park playing somebody, you just give her nothing to do. It's fucking disgraceful. Yeah. Fuck fucked up, honestly. Anyway, like Shikamaru gets Tamari and he just like walks over and is like, yeah, I'm fucking out. Um. Uh. There is like a, the there is like a like a fun moment in the stands where like Ino is shocked and like Toji's like yeah I mean of course that's who this guy is I know my fucking bro I know what he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I I think it's a pretty fun moment but like I don't like I like I, th- I think it is too much like it is too much trying to make Shikamaru cool if he's like yeah I had the next two hundred moves planned out but I was just out of chakra and it's like no nah, I don't know that's fucking lame yeah fucking. Like, 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 scale it back a little bit. It would, it would have been so much cooler if he was just like, yeah, I don't really have a finishing move here. Like, bye. Yeah, like, I, I didn't learn the finishing moves. I'm like, a, I'm like a team fighting kind of guy. Sorry. I, I just, uh, I don't really want to get, like, wind cuts. I've shown what I can do. I'm, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to go, like, chill. I'm going to rest in the stands. I'll see you all later. But I, I, I think that, like, it, it leans a little too hard on trying to make him cool in a way that just makes him, like, less cool. Yeah. That's what I had to say about this episode. Yeah, alright. Let's move on to the next one. Episode 65. Dancing Leaf, Squirming Sand. Everyone's getting excited about the Sasuke match again, but he's still not here. The Kazakage encourages the Hokage to wait another ten minutes. Guy and Rock Lee finally arrive to the arena and learn that Naruto kicked Neji's ass. Time limits up. The last second, Sasuke and Kakashi appear in the arena with Sasuke sporting a cool new look. Okay, so before we get into this episode, um, I'm kind of... I, I want to talk about Shinji Sato, who is the storyboarder on this episode. Um, but like, part of the reason I want to talk about Shinji Sato is that I neglected to mention that he was the storyboarder on our first episode last week. Like, in, mm-hmm. when I was talking about that episode, I talked a lot about like how the action was like super readable, and I like, forgot to talk about how like th- there's like a clear thing that comes through in his boards where like, there's a lot of... like really like dramatic camera movements like there's a real sense of like how the how the camera is being positioned and like moved about as like as it is like conveying the action in in that board that i thought was really interesting and there's like a little bit of that in this episode but like not as much because i mean this this is like a way more subdued episode both in terms of like not a lot of like action stuff happens and also in terms of like animation resources like this is a very awkward looking episode in a lot of ways from like one of the less accomplished teams in, like, the rotation of, like, Naruto staff at present, I would say. But, like, I, I, did, I did watch out Shinji Sato because I, like, forgot to do that, like, last week, and this wound up presenting an opportunity to do so. Okay. And I, do, I do think there's, like, some stuff in this episode that does actually, like, wind up looking pretty good in spite of the limited resources. Yeah, totally. But anyway, at the start of this episode, everybody is, like, well, not everybody, but, like, a lot of the, like, you know, Jonin who are watching are just sort of, like, going over in the head, like... Hey, so Shikamaru is like pretty fucking cool, right? Um, I remembered it being sort of like a surprise upset thing at the end of the arc where it was like, yeah, actually only Shikamaru passed. But like, they basically just spell it out very directly here. Like everybody's just like, yeah, Shikamaru is the only guy who's got a fucking chance out of anybody we've seen. It's it's uh, it's laying on a little bit thick. Like the scene goes on for quite a while. Yeah. Like it's it's okay. You you already put him over. It's all right. You can you can stop. <laughs> He already thought 200 moves ahead. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Please, try a little less hard. He should suck a little bit. Like, it's so important. It's so important that he kind of sucks if people think he sucks. Yeah. I, I do like that Naruto is just, like, really pissed that Shikamaru gave up, though. Like, he just, like, jumps down into the arena, like, in complete disregard for, like, whatever regulations there are about that. He's just fucking down there. He is yelling at him. I, I think that, like, the Naruto and Shikamaru dynamic is really fun, where, like... Like, like, Shikamaru just has this new friend who, like, he, he is, like, realizing he is, like, increasingly, like, unprepared to deal with it in real life, but he's still, like, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, like, I, I, I still, I still kind of, like, get along with him, like, he's fine, I just, like, <laughs> I, I just, it just don't match his vibes, really, and I, I like the ways in which, like, we, we get the sense that, like, Naruto's, like, very straightforward shonen protagonist outlook is, like, kind of a bad fit for the tuning exams, right? Like, it, 
I, I think that is like a fun way to position Naruto's character, even though I was just talking about how like everybody was like laying it on too thick for like how much they're like hyping up Chikamaru. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what, what, What's what, up? what? Okay, what, what? What I think is really fun about Naruto's basically brand new relationship with Shikamaru. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasuke's been Sasuke's been gone a while. Naruto's has to start thinking about maybe having some other rivals. <laughs> oh my god. And you know what, Shik- oh Sh- Shikamaru's just not fucking doing it, huh? Like, 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 can you imagine if like Sasuke's just fucking dead in the mountains because Gara killed him, and like Shikamaru's the one guy who passes the tutoring exams, and I was like, okay, it's gotta be him. And Shikamaru just can't fucking stand it. <laughs> He's like, like, if you if you beat me at Shogi, then like, uh, then I'll consider it. And then it just becomes a fucking Shogi anime. Yeah. Yeah, and Arto has to be like the like underdog guy who doesn't like know much in like an entirely different arena. He's like just traveling down to the different hidden villages, like entering shogi, like beginner shogi tournaments and shit. This would be great. Also, like they're giving Sasuke so much leeway to show up. They're giving like... Sasuke so much leeway. They like they like play it up in the anime, like both the like ten minutes extension that he gets and like the countdown to if he, like if, you know if he doesn't show up before this he, he he's like done for are like new to the anime as they like dra- as they drag the scene out um like they, they, they really play it up and like everybody in the crowd's getting like super fucking unruly like I'm, I'm starting to like think like maybe it's actually just like a very good idea to wait for sasuke because then you look at like a rowdy sports fan riot about people being mad they didn't see sasuke fight except they're all ninjas and then your village is fucked <laughs> that's <laughs> Orochimaru is fucking stupid. Yeah, I should have just done that. I should have just been like, yeah, actually, you're right. Call the match off. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let like 500 angry ninjas from like a bunch of different countries just duke it out in the in the, in the streets and see what happens. <laughs> oh man, I'd participate. That sounds like a lot of fun. It'd be a blast. I'd just start like, I'd just start wrecking buildings. Yeah, I believe yeah. in you. I wouldn't really be wrecking buildings, perhaps, but like I'd, I'd have your back, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, hurt, hurt the leaf too, right? Oh like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess that's like that's something you're invested in. Yeah. I mean, in the midst of everybody waiting for Sasuke, we get like a scene of like, oh shit, somebody's arriving dramatically at the arena, but like it's not Sasuke, it's Rock Lee. I'm like, hey, I love seeing Rock Lee. It's great. I, I love that. Like Rock Lee hears about Naruto beating Neji, and like you know he's gonna be bummed a little bit later, but like in this moment he's like. Ah, he did it. Like, he's he's just he's just pumped for his friend. He's a nice kid. I love Rock Lee. Yeah. I wish Rock Lee could have seen that fight. Yeah, that would, that would have been nice. Rock, Rock Lee would have been a great audience member in that fight. And then Kakashi and Sasuke show up. They, like, teleport into the arena in, like, a whirlwind of CG leaves. Uh-huh. Um... They show up. It's like, the, it's, like, the big moment. We haven't seen Sasuke in, like, 25 episodes. Uh, like, it's been so long since this, like, popular and central character just showed up. He's got a new look. He looks fucking bad. <laughs> he looks fucking awful! Like, he looks, uh... Like, the clothes aren't so bad. The clothes aren't so bad. I think it's, like, probably his weakest outfit. But, like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's... Like, like it doesn't have enough to, like, break up, like, the all-black thing it's got going on, I don't think. Um, well, 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 actually... Well, actually... Mm-hmm. If, if you'll pay attention... Yeah. The black on his hair and the uh-huh. black on his shirt are like way different and it looks horrible. Yeah. And yeah, that's not that's not helping him out. Um and his hair is bad. <laughs> his hair is so bad. Like it, it is just like like it is the combination of the fact that, like this is probably Sasuke's worst look and also like this isn't a very good looking episode unfortunately. Um his hair grew like four inches in the one month he was away. It's like, like it I... is a, um, like it, it is a really unfortunate combination of the fact that the look is bad and that like this episode has shots where he looks like he has the widest fucking neck in the world. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> Like it's it's not a it's not a great it's not a great showing for him. Um, <laughs> he looks so scary. <laughs> he's been training his neck muscles nonstop for a month in the mountains, and now he's like, why? 
He's trying to become a fucking Grappler Baki character. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> oh my god. We can't keep call- we can't we can't keep talking about his weird neck. We can't keep talking about his weird neck. We gotta we gotta move on. Do you have anything else you want to say about this half of the episode? No. Let's 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 move on. Naruto's fucking pumped about Sasuke being here, and they have a cute little exchange where Sasuke thinks about wanting to fight Naruto, and Naruto just tells him outright. Lee's having a hard time with the cool people he wants to fight fighting each other. Naruto and Shikamaru head back to the stands. In the hall leading to the arena, a couple of grass ninja approach Gara, wanting to rig the match in Sasuke's favor. They don't survive. Shikamaru and Naruto saw the whole thing, and stand there in silence as Gara walked past them to the arena, ignoring them completely. Shikamaru is sure that if they ran into Gara up there any earlier, they would have died. Okay. Yeah, the first time I watched this episode, I was so distracted by how bad Sasuke looked that I wasn't really even thinking about the interactions he was having with Naruto. I was just kind of aghast. But like the second time through, when I was like watching it before, uh, like watching it, rewatching it again today to like refresh my memory and like you know do do like a second pass in my notes, I was like really I really enjoyed this scene with like Sasuke and Naruto. I think it's great. Like it is maybe the most that these two ever get to be like mostly on like the same footing and like feeling good about being rivals with each other that they are going to get to be for like a long time. Yeah, it's it's just like a. It's just like a vision of like, hey, yeah, the, 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 this is like how they could be like good friends to each other in a way that like, unfortunately, circumstances intervene on. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm happy they can have this now. They need it now. Yeah, I mean, like, for for, for as many complaints as I have with Naruto, I've like never really had like any problem being invested in like the relationship between Sasuke and Naruto. I think it is like. Again, like, like whenever it's on screen, like even in the parts of the comic where like it's not on screen very much, I think it is just very like consistent and like c- compelling. And like I, I think that like bringing them like back on screen together after this like this gap and just like immediately being like back in it and like being like being being, being like friends is in like a way they haven't even necessarily been able to do before now is like a great testament to that. I think. Yeah, I mean, like seeing rivals like that, it's like it's just always a good time. I love that shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we get, like, some pans over the crowds. Everybody's, like, going apeshit for Sasuke being here. Everybody's just, like, pointing and hollering. They're, like, so excited to see Sasuke. Um, we, we get, like, a few little, like, scenes throughout the crowd. Like, there's a bit where, like, Eno is, like, just immediately, like, super hyped for for Sasuke being here. And, like, Choji's like, damn, she's so fickle. She already stopped caring about Shikamaru. And, like, Choji, don't worry about it. This is, like, only beneficial to Shikamaru. He hates women. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Choji wants Shikamaru to be annoyed about shit. Okay, alright. I don't think Choji fucking cares what Shikamaru wants, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think they're like kind of friends, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're friends, but they're like, you know... I, 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 just, I just don't think Choji's trying to play wingman right now. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, at the, at the very least, I would find it very funny if I, like... <laughs> If if I was the reason one of my friends had, like, an annoying person in their life. I would be, like, mortified on some level, but, like, hey, we're, we're different people. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's super happy, except for, like, Lee, who's, like, super bummed out, right? Um, It's, like, a, it's a sad moment for Lee. I feel bad for the kid, right? Like, there is a real sense of, like, you know, he, he was happy in order to one earlier, but, like, he's really, it's really settling in that, um, like, like, like it, it's really settling in that, like, you know, all the shit he wanted to do is, just, like, maybe just out of his reach forever all of the people he thought were his like peers and like rivals were just kind of like oh they're gonna like go past him now and like he just doesn't feel like he has any like way to like get back on that level of like even being able to like like even even be able to exist in that space because like it, he's been told it's impossible it's like it's sad i feel bad for the kid yeah oh, rock Lee. yeah but 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 also hey rock lee cheer up you just clenched your fist and your knuckles blood that's fucking sick as hell <laughs> <laughs> like like you got this Oh my god, you! I really love your perspective on things. You really, you really find the bright, bright side. <laughs> you know, is getting like increasingly agitated this entire time. This is like another way that this episode kind of struggles. Um, there's like a lot of shorthands for like Gara's feeling like kind of like violent and twisted that the show falls back on. And a lot of like a lot of times they go for like these very like dramatic, like extreme camera angles, like these. Uh, um, these close-up on his face were like he's looking a little distorted and weird, and um, 
this episode is tragically not (laughs) pulling it off. (laughs) The sphere. (laughs) He's just got a weird orb head in some of these shots. Like they just they just drew him kind of fucked up and they linger on it for a little while and it's uh it's not the same effect. No. Um, but anyway, you know, like Gara's about to like go down to the arena and like Conqueror's like, oh shit, is he like too sicko mode right now? Should I say something? Should I like you know, tell him not to do murders and like tomorrow's like, no, dude, don't do it. Just don't even bother with it. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> literally the next person who says a fucking word to Gara is gonna be a corpse. Yeah, and like, hey, that that pans out. You know, Gara is like walking down to the arena, and he's approached by two fucking randos. These two guys are like, they are in the manga, but when they first appeared in this episode, I was like, who the fuck are these people? I, like, I, I was like trying to remember if there was like some anime original plotline because they like the way that they like show up throughout this episode and are like interspersed throughout it, and like have this like dramatic little musical thing that plays whenever they show up, feels like so on the nose and extreme that I was like. These guys are fake. These aren't real. Who, who the hell are these people? <laughs> who the hell are these guys? Well, um, they're... They're fucking dead, is, is what they are. Uh, I, I think that, like, uh, the, the scene of Gara just, like, fucking the, these guys up in the hallway is, like, you know, there, there's, like, limitations to the animation of it in uh, the way that a lot of this episode is struggling with. But I, th- I think there's, like, some really, like, smart framing, right? Like, we, we get, like, the shot of, like... We, we get a shot of, like... Um, Shikamaru and Naruto like walking up the stairs and like their heads are like sort of like barely barely visible in frame throughout as they're like turning back and like seeing Gar seeing Gar in the hallway. There's like some real like fun way that the shots sort of like play with depth and like make the hallway seem like bigger and more imposing than it is, especially as like Gar starts going like psycho mode and like crushing the guys. You know, in spite of some pretty wonky drawings, there's like some moments where it's like, oh shit, this is like still pretty effective. Yeah. When 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 you were talking about the 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 storyboarder earlier mm-hmm. you said that there was still some stuff in this episode that like looked pretty good like the what what one, one shot in this scene in particular like came came to mind and it was when the, the 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 first guy was like first grabbed and like he's like surrounded by sand and stuff and he says like his like head and some limbs coming out and stuff and like i don't know this is like a nicely shot little like moment that stuck in my head yeah like there, there's like another one i like after that where it's like a lot of this scene is like framed sort of like in such a way that like you're aware of like where the entrance of like where the exit of the tunnel is but then like gar like breaks out all of the lights in it and like it's super dark and it is like this this shot like facing back into the tunnel at like a weird angle and the guy is like running away from like this massive encroaching wall of sand the tunnel just seems like the biggest most inescapable place in the world it's like a it's doing some fun stuff for like the sense of space you get of this scene that like yeah managed um, to come through i i've i've I have something to say about the the glass breaking. So we know so we know that Gara can just like fuck up sand in the vicinity from the hourglass. Uh-huh. Does that extend to glass? That's a good question. Like maybe. I feel like that's like a really good asset for him as like a scary murder child to just be able to like make, make light bulbs explode nearby. Like if he doesn't know how to do that, he should learn. Oh, I mean, he did it. Yeah. So like I guess he did do it. But like, was he was he like just shooting like little sand particles at the light bulbs really fast, or was he just like just do it? Was he just doing that shit with his mind? I don't know. It's re- re- really hard to say. Really hard to say. I I, I didn't have my fucking slow mo camera out there. I wasn't filming. I mean, it's lacking on the job. Unbelievable. Fucking. Okay, you know that Rochimaru doesn't pay us enough to afford one of those motherfuckers. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Naruto and Shikamaru are scary because they just saw Gara extremely murder some people, and then uh, the episode ends. We get a new ending. There's not a lot to say about it because it is a single shot that it slowly zooms in on of Naruto standing on a building, but like it's there. Yeah, there's there's like a little bit of parallax going on with the zoom in, right? There's mm-hmm. like there there are two separate planes: the like the foreground of the ledge that Naruto standing on in Naruto, and then the background, and then the sky. And the most movement we see is one time some birds fly. Yeah, it's uh, you know, not, not like we're 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 free from like the weird paper paper doll style that we've been uh dealing with the last couple of times. But there's just not a lot going on with this one to say, you know. Yep. The song's like all right, but I don't think I don't like it as much as the previous one because there's not a part where I can kind of like sing along because I know the words well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just doesn't have the same energy, even if it's like you know, it it, it is. It's like a little bit more of like a somber song too, right? Like it's a little bit mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Right. It's, like, still in the list of, like, Naruto ending songs that I think about sometimes, but it's not, like, super high up there, you know? It's just there. Yeah. That's all right. It's normal. 
That's normal. But those are our episodes this week, right? Unless you had more you wanted to say? No, yeah, that's that's it. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching episodes 66, 67, and 68 of Naruto. Nice. Hey, did you like listening? Me too. So, here, here's the thing. If you want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon. Uh, we, uh, you know, you get access to episodes up to a week early, um, special like bonus episodes, which we can talk about now. Yeah, we can talk about now. We are, um, we are making a podcast called Naroke Uzumaki, where we watch and rank various like isekai shows and like shows that are adjacent to isekai in like tone and content. Um, we, uh, you know, we recorded the first episode that a few days ago. I was like working on editing it today. So, like, you know, hopefully we'll be up on the Patreon pretty soon and, like, up on the main feed pretty soon just to, like, give people a preview of it, you know, see if you're interested in what yeah. we've got going on there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, come check us out. That is uh, our tuning tier gets access to the bonus content. That's $5 a month. And for 20 bucks a month, you become a Jonin. Thank you to our joining tier patrons, Maple and Izzy, the sole surviving member of the clan of people who think Neji doesn't suck. Again, thank you so much. Uh, thank thank everyone for listening, for your continued support. Uh, if you want to see any of the images we talk about during the episode, you can check us out on Twitter at Konoha Crush, all one word. We got some real doozies for you this for this time. So like you know, you know, we we post about new episodes and like talk about Patreon stuff and like retweet like other like Naruto adjacent things every once in a while. You know, I mean, like you probably know what to expect from our Twitter. I stream on Twitch sometimes. That is twitch.tv slash reziart, R-E-Z-I-A-R-T. Um, I have a comic coming out pretty soon, so you can check out my Twitter for that. You can find it any number of ways. And a lot of the streaming I do is like about the comics, so if you're interested in my work, like you can check me out there. It's like a lot of fun. Uh, Ruby's there a lot of the time. Yeah, I think the vibes are great. I think it's a good time to stop by. Yeah, the vibes are great. Good time to stop by. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And remember, there's no such thing as filler.